Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. And in the month of February, we as a country, we highlight and celebrate the richness in the black community by calling it Black History Month. And as a proud black man, I want to celebrate and highlight other black influential people in the world. So I want you to sit back, enjoy this conversation, but get ready. Next month, we're back to talking about money, success, mental health, healthy relationships, you name it. But for this month, I want you to enjoy these conversations. Black lives matter to who is my question. Mm. Who does black lives matter to? Should they only matter to white people? Do we as a black community truly desire success or do we want to look like success? Out of everybody, black people deserve nice things. Black women deserve luxury. It's like you have a, a Chanel bag, you have a Gucci bag, but what's in it? We equate success with material things. I don't think that we need to keep comparing ourselves to white people. I don't care what white people do. Mikel's going to do what Mikel's going to do. Last month, Bloomberg came out with a study that said that throughout the year of 2020, during the pandemic, Caucasian wealth went up. Mm -hmm. Black wealth went down. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm asking, why? Why? Where's our money going? That's what I'm saying. Where, where is it going? How is it that uh, our investments w- went down, but theirs went up? And we can't say that all white people had jobs. A lot of them lost jobs, too. So I, I guess for me, what I'm asking is, what are we doing in the black community to where we're always, I'm not even saying that we need to be on the same level, need to be equal, because we can't be equal. It's 13.4% of us in America. So we can't have 100%. But what are we doing with the 13.4% of the income that we do have? Mm-hmm. How is it that LaDonna and her family are financially well, but then this family over here is not financially well? But when you look at them, they, they drive like a it. Mercedes. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The we number need- one consumer of a Mercedes-Benz is us. Yeah. Us. <laughs> The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton, us. And they don't even advertise to us. So you just so you just gave the answer and yeah. the solution in, in what you just said. We're the largest consumer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I gotta lar- ask this question. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it. And that's where I was going with it. I was going with the fact that there's consumers and creators. For so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. What we drive, what mm. we wear, consumption. Mm. Those are all consumer-driven things. Where, where genuine success lies is being the creator. Yeah. And, we, and we haven't been taught how to be creators of things. We've just only been taught how to be consumers. I, I, think, I, think, invest, I think investment, too. Of course. We need to invest in ourselves. And when I say invest in ourselves, I mean our community. I know a lot of, uh, again, speaking from my generation, I've seen a lot, especially going to HBCU. My friends, like some 
in our scholars group chat, one of my friends hit up the group chat and was like, do any, guys, do any of you guys know any black-owned planner companies? And somebody, quick, quick, fast, and hurry, found a list of black-owned um, planner companies. My dad the other day sent me, because uh, I skateboard, sent me first black woman-owned uh, skateboard company. And I've seen that recently my generation, as well as myself, like, I make it a conscious effort. Like, if I, if I need something, let me find a black-owned uh, company to support. And a lot of my friends do the same thing. And so I think because we are the number one consumers, what happens if we take all that money that, we're, that we are buying other things from white people and we start buying it from black people instead? I mean, well, you said it... I, the question has been asked, I feel like, twice already are realistically, are we trying to prove ourselves to white people? And then, I mean, the answer is yes. According to to me, what you just said, we're the number one consumer. So it's just like we want to put on, you know, this appearance. I think we do that to our own community, really not to white people. We're the only community that's driven by the flashy lights and the da-da-da. And so we put on for our own. We're, mm-hmm. not, we're not putting on for, for other cultures. I think we're putting on for our own. Hip-hop, yeah. you go... I mean, just you can go across the board, and we do this. We spend, we do these things because we want to show our people we made it or we want to show our people we're successful, yeah. not necessarily another culture or another community. But um, who said, you know, Gucci and Mercedes is... It or you know this is this Price means tag. success or this is where well, like when the, I when I make it big I'm gonna go to Lorraine Schwartz. Well, that's because and if you don't mind we're gonna get real it's gonna get heated up here for a moment but so how you look over here? that's because marketing these companies that are ran by white people understand that we are the largest consumer so they market their products to our people and we go out and buy them to try to please and impress our own people. But he just said that they don't. They don't what? He said they, they, they don't advertise to us. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. How? It's all over the top. No, I'm saying, when have you seen them in a African-American When have outlet? you seen Gucci and Essence? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> They're involved. No, 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 no. You're saying build that business in the black community. That's totally different than marketing. Right, right, right. No, no. Product placement. I mean, in videos, like yeah, sports it's channel, Hip-hop, things like I mean, that, it, you know. They're constantly marketing yeah. to our, our culture. And on yeah. top of yeah. that, no question. Okay. where we, we spend the most but we also set the climate right. on what's cool in America. So yeah. you you market to black people, black people think it's cool, everybody else thinks it's cool. Yeah. We just don't get credit for it. Like, we should be the creators of luxury. You know, how many lux- black-owned luxury brands right. are there? And how do you define luxury? You know, that's relative, right. too. So I think, absolutely, we need to focus on being creators and also being intentional about supporting, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's on the different directory list or whatnot. But... Yeah, I, I think we've got the resources. We definitely have the vision. We have the taste. You we know, have the like, creativity. A yeah, successful yeah. black man is not going to dress like Bill Gates because nobody would want to look like that. Yeah. Just keeping it real. You know, like, <laughs> be like, we're a little bit more lit. Like she said, like, Shoot. our taste is different. And, you know, our, like, going back to African culture, like, we're more colorful. We're mm-hmm. a little bit more loud. Mm-hmm. Like, our, we're more ornate. And that's fine. Just make sure you're doing it within your budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last year, Gucci Man, Cheesy. Gucci bragged that he had on what? $10,000 coat, $10, whatever. Code. Yeah. All this money on. 
Now, they didn't give him that. He paid for that. He bought it and also did the advertising. So it wasn't them marketing. It was us buying and showing off. No, 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 no. No, no, I mean, in order for him to even go buy, it had to have been marketed, right? And, of course, his name, so on and so forth. Right, for him to even want it, it was marketed, right? So it's kind of, you can't take that isolated situation and say, okay, well, you know, because he wore it, he didn't, they didn't market it to him. He, no, he, he had already been wearing Gucci stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's already been marketed. But he, t- now think about how many people, look at the responses and the comments, how many people say, oh, man, he got on $10,000. And now how many people want to go and buy the same, right? Yeah. And so um, it's just, it's, a, it's like a, <laughs> there's so much of a, Waking up that we have to do, man, yeah. as a people. It's, it's, it's a systematic, systemic situation that never stops. And we keep, we keep fueling it. If we're the largest consumer, yeah. shouldn't we also have the best stuff? Mm-hmm. More stuff? Shouldn't we own more stuff? But if we're also the we're largest consumer, it. then we have to be the largest supporters. Ooh-ooh of our own stuff. I, I right. And disagree. it is only black right. people that will say to me, that's why I don't shop at black businesses. Oh, they say that? Do that. Yeah. <laughs> you won't find a white person saying, nope. this is why I don't shop in nope. white businesses. You won't see a Hispanic person saying, this is why I don't shop at Hispanic places. You don't see an Asian person saying, this is why I don't shop at Asian pe- places. You won't see it red or yellow. That's right. Purple you or will, pink. Purple or gold, <laughs> you're only gonna see it in my community. I don't so see when that. you get mad at me it's the reality because uh-huh. I didn't do something the way that you would have liked it done or you didn't understand, mm-hmm. you're gonna come and tell me about how I should run my business when you've never run one or don't understand what happened to cause the situation. So not only that, here's the other dilemma we have. Because we're talking about our community. Mm-hmm. This is real, real dialogue. We don't want to face the truth. But here's another dilemma we have. We had two sisters in my community build, a, build the first ever black-owned supermarket. Mm-hmm. Literally supermarket. I'm talking about everything you can find in your brand name supermarket was in these sisters' supermarket. Man, they was robbed so many times. Not, not when white people robbing them. Wow. They had to shut the whole thing down. Wow. So even when we try to do better in our own community, it's our own, pe- and we can do this whole economic disparity and, and, and the reason why, you know, so much crime is in our community. The problem is we don't value our own, and we've not been taught value. Mm. So when you have one issue of being the largest consumer and not supporting black business, then you have the other issue of not sustaining, not just from a support standpoint, but from a community standpoint. Mm. When, it was, when it was this looting and all this, guess where it was happening at? Mm. Not in Gucci. Mm. Mm. It was happening at the corner store that's been in the neighborhood. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Forever. But now I don't they got to close their doors. Uh-oh. We got two I don't. I don't think it's Commu- fair to talking, generalize. We can't though. do personalize. No, He's I'm not personalizing. I'm just saying I don't think it's general because there, there's. One thing I realized going to HBCU is there are so many different black people. And though we, our university may not be racially diverse, it's diverse because there's so many different types of black people. So, yeah, you have people that are taking advantage. But 
that's not what I see. I see a lot more hope for us, and I see a lot more. I'm not speaking. I see. I see a lot of people that are supporting black businesses, and this this is me personalizing. But I. I'll drive 45 minutes to go to Roots before I go to Kim's Hair Plus 15 minutes away. <laughs> we need we need more of you. But I see a lot yeah. of me. I, I, you see a lot of you. Good. What I love, I go love you so much. Yes. I, I have listened to you for this whole time, that we, and I am more in love with you every time you open up your mouth. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that she is a different generation from the one before me. Mm. My generation is the first generation of African-Americans who have full access to opportunity. I can do things that my parents couldn't do. That's right. When I opened up the cupcake collection, I had to keep it a secret. Wow. From my parents. Wow. Because you don't do that. We go, we, my level of privilege was we, you know, you go to college, you climb the corporate ladder. I mean, I have parents that went from... Be my mother was the secretary at, at the company where she worked, went there without a college degree, and when she retired, she retired with an executive offer on the table. Secretary to executive. You climb the corporate ladder. You don't go play business. Because mm. people, that, that's not sure. And then you have my children, who are the first generation of African-American people as a collective with access to wealth transference as a collective. So for the first time, you have people who are going to receive property and businesses as a collective. And right. what I and that's where you reside. And so therefore you see things differently because things have been passed on to you and you've seen privilege and you've seen opportunity. You see things from a lens that the people before you will never be able to see so clear. But guess what's going to happen with my grandchildren when they come behind you? Mm. They're going to be the first generation of African-American children, people as a collective with privilege. Mm -hmm. And they will be able to do things that is going to blow your mind and things that you won't understand and things you won't be able to relate to which I think is, the, you know, is what's happening here. I love your perspective. I love the perspective that you bring. I love your perspective. I love your perspective. I think it's been just like you said. It's about access to what we came mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. And I think that the difference is, is that what's on your shirt. Mm -hmm. Your mm -hmm. shirt says Harriet yep. and Rosa, yeah. Shirley, yeah. Angela, yeah. and Tamika. That's right. What are you going to do with that which has been placed on the inside of you? Because at the end of the day, you said it very well. Just like you want a return on your investment and you're trying to teach us how to invest well so that we can have a return on our money, God is looking for a return on his investment in us. Absolutely. What did you do with your peace that he gave you to make sure that you left the world as a better place? I love saying it like this. Sometimes we feel like we're buried in our own situation and in fact, we don't realize that we're planted. Just, just one yeah. little piece to the big puzzle. We're, we're just yeah. planted. Four and, seasons. And, and eventually we're going to grow into some amazing oak tree that provides shade. So I want to ask a question. Huh? I want to go deeper here. Do you believe that the Black Lives Matter movement is moving the black community forward? And I want to start with Chip. 
Um, I want to bring it back to what you said. Um, a, you said Black Lives Matter has been here all along, and it just hasn't been called that. I think it's the same thing. It's a new... It's a... It's a new wave of revolution. It's our, it's our new cry. It, it's the same song we've been singing. It's just mm-hmm. a, there's a new title. There's a new cry. This a, it's a new thing we're saying, but it's the same song we've been singing. And, and actually, to talk about two things that you guys said is um, things are getting better. Mm-hmm. Every generation is a new perspective. Things are getting better. And that's why when I said it's not okay for me, I can't be okay with the things going on because things are getting better and I see I I I can be optimistic that if we keep fighting things will get better because they are things do get better but at the same time how are we still struggling with the same problems of police brutality mass incarceration and or mass incarceration excuse me um and yeah it, it's it's we're just continuing to fight and we have to keep fighting because then there won't be your, your grandchildren, my children. They, they won't have a new perspective if we don't get... Cont- to your shirt. If, if, if Rosa Parks said, oh, this is what it is, I'm going to go to the back of the bus, mm-hmm. where would we be? Mm-hmm. And for so many other things, where would we be? So it's our... It's, we're just continuing to fight. And uh, it's a new title, but same fight... And things are getting better. Slowly, and not in every way, things are getting better, but things are getting better. Millennials, Black Lives Matter. Well, I'll jump in and say, um, I, I certainly appreciate what you're saying, and I love your intentionality about support and being vocal about your views. And it's wild to think, like, I'm twice your age. Like, and I love to see, you know, at such a young age that you've developed this voice that it takes people much longer oftentimes to develop. Mm-hmm. But... I would say for um, Black Lives Matter, like you said, it's, it's, it's the same fight. It's the same narrative. It's not the same agenda because we are making some progress. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I support what's being done collectively and just moving the agenda forward so that you know, my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids won't have the same battles that we're dealing with today. They will have struggles of some sort because that's just human nature in every society, every generation, every culture has that. So... I don't know what their problems will be, but I'm very happy that their problems won't be the same thing my grandparents went through mm. or, you know, my great-great-grandparents or what I've even had to deal with. So I certainly do um, respect the movement, respect what they're doing, and just keep the narrative going. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, I feel like people have turned it into a marketing scheme mm. or turned it into a bad word like like black lives matter is that within itself like black lives really do matter and it's not in attack against anybody else or it's not taking away from anybody else say that again but at the end of the day somebody broke it down as an example you know october is breast cancer awareness month you know, they're not saying that all other cancers aren't, you know, as serious or aren't as deadly. 
but we just want to cause, you know, raise awareness for this cause right now. These are the things that are happening to us. These are the things that we deal with every day, and we wanted to bring it to your attention. But as I mentioned, it kind of turned into a marketing scheme. To me, it's just so interesting to see the NFL with in racism at the end, you know, in the end zone or whatever, where they make the touchdowns. And it's just like, y'all had the opportunity to speak up before. You had the opportunity, you know, to be on the forefront of progressing and making change. And now all of a sudden it's, well, you know, we, we saw the NBA do it and they didn't lose money and nothing happened to them, you know, over the summer. So we're just gonna follow suit and put it on the back of our helmets. Like, it's not a trend. Our, our lives and our livelihood, it, it's not, you know, something that's in this season. Like, we're black all of the time. And it matters all of the time, not some of the time. When I think of Black Lives Matter, not only do I think about the organization and the movement, but I think about it as black people, as a community and a unit. I think about it being a stand, an agreement of freedom and equality to continue to make change even when it feels like we're not, but we have. Times are definitely different in so many ways, but like um, Weston was saying, it was completely different from what our ancestors had to experience, literally being in the field, mm. to now, you know, us standing together, marching for our rights as citizens in America, but as black people for a system that wasn't even designed for us to make it, but we still are. Not everyone is on the same page, but we're trying, you know, and a lot of us are really trying to make it, and not just trying, but actually are, and we're still trying to pull those who are not. And Black Lives Matter, you know, stand for integrity, you know, for our skin. I'm biracial. Both of my parents were mixed, but my grandfather was black and he was in the military. And um, I don't see myself any different than black. Mm. You know, I stood so strong on it in college, I actually got this tattoo that I don't regret. And it's on my arm and it says forever black royalty. And it was a friend that I met in college and it was something that, you know, he stood strong on and valid on, and this was something that he was, you know, all for. You know, it was his business. And that was the extent of me supporting my brother and his, not just movement, but something that he believed very strongly about, and I felt the same way. So Black Lives Matter, to me, means my life. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is my existence. Because the only life that I get the chance to live is Black. And being able to, like I said earlier, just digest history, the now, 
and not being able, being able to see the president but only have a prediction of what it may come to. Listen, y'all in the older generation. I ain't old. <laughs> but you're in the older one. <laughs> Mother, when y'all hear it, what y'all hear? What y'all see? You, uh, you don't want me to say that. I do. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. I bet you we have a similar well, thought. And I bet you it's different you, from what, they, yeah. what they've said. So there's two sides to when I hear Black Lives Matter, there's two sides to that. Um, one side is to white America, and it speaks to white America. And that that voice says... You know, there were laws on the books, literally laws on the books that said we were less than human mm. in this country that we live in. Mm. Uh, and that same country, we're still saying, hey, <laughs> just treat us like we're hu like any other human being, <laughs> regardless of the skin color. That's that side. That's the voice of Black Lives Matter. If you want to put two on it, okay, two, whatever. But then there's the our side of it. And I think whenever we talk about our side of it, we quickly dismiss our responsibility for black life. Mm -hmm. And we quickly talk about their, their culture, their community, white people. Black lives matter to who is my question. Mm. Who does black lives matter to? Should they only matter to white people? Black lives matter has to matter to us first. I never forget this. When the black lives matter train come rolling through our community, proverbial, that's not a real train, by the way. Mm. I saw dope boys mm. protesting black lives matter but you sell dope to the same black community mm. that you live in. Mm. Don't tell me black lives matter. Mm. They don't matter to you. Mm. See, we, we don't want to take ownership of our responsibility. When I go out and, and, and have seven baby mamas, mm. get them all pregnant and don't take none of them, take care of none of them, don't tell me black lives matter to you. You created a black life and you don't even take care of it. So surely black lives don't matter to you. You ain't even supporting your own life that you created. <laughs> when you won't go down and spend any time at the school board meeting, you won't take your lazy behind down to the voting poll and vote. Don't tell me black lives matter to you. When you leave your neighborhood store and go spend money in another community but won't drop a dime in your own, don't tell me black. See, we, we, we jump on the bandwagon because it sounds good. And it's easy to point the fingers. This is what I was saying earlier. Until we take ownership, it's easy to, to find every excuse as to why. When are we going to take care of our own community, starting with our own home, mm. starting with our own responsibilities? Then we can see Maybe we don't have to be equal. Maybe we can do our own. But we won't, we won't do that as long as Black Lives Matter is an excuse. So my question is, Black Lives Matter to who?
That's the tough conversation. We don't want to have that in our community. Whenever you do that, then it's all, he, he a coon, no, he would white people. No, 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 no. We just need to talk about what we need to do in our own community. Mm. We need to address some real issues within our own community as well. Not, not, I'm not saying that white cops killing black boys don't, I'm talking about, okay, that's one piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the boy's shooting up the neighborhood and you know who doing the killing, and that police come knock on your door and fear for your own life, you don't say nothing, but yet people steady dying in the community. Black life don't matter. The only life that matter is yours. Mm. See, we got to get out of that, man. We got to start dealing with real issues in our community. And when we do, then we'll make the world pay attention. Mm. Mm. Till that time, who does black lives matter to? Mm. Were you going down the same path? So from your standpoint, I'm in total agreement. I think there's that other, that other level of, you know, still needing to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Still having that level of what LaDonna's great-grandparents had. An understanding of needing allies mm-hmm. to walk along with you. I'm grateful for the Dave Ramseys mm-hmm. who are willing to say, this is my experience. Let me give it to you so that you can also have your own piece of what I got. Mm. I'm grateful for people like my friend Sherry Deutschman, mm-hmm. who operates something called the Brain Trust, where she saw Black Lives Matter and said, it's not going to happen on my watch. Mm. And created, she's, she's one of Nashville's celebrated female millionaires Mm -hmm. and said, I'm going to create a brain trust for other women to be able to level up their businesses. So if you're making this amount of money, I will come and mentor with you, provided that you in each one of your little cohorts, you at least have 70% of those members be other black women or women of color so that they too can get this knowledge. And for people like my friend Donald Miller, Mm -hmm. who said, I didn't want to just donate to some Black Lives Matter to say I did my part because I see Mm -hmm. that my business is an all-white, all-male business. I want to do something different. I want to change the conversation. Let me go find some other Black owners that are doing something great and let me pour into them. Because what are we all trying to do anyway? We're just trying to live. That's America, though, believe it or not. America's not what we see on TV. That's mm-hmm. a narrative. Mm-hmm. There's more. Think, your, grand, your great-grandfather, what year, what year was that? Great-great-grandfather, 1896. 1896, there were people like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hundreds of years ago. That still exists today. Racism is not an individual. Racism is a system. Mm-hmm. So if you get caught up on skin color, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. Because I've had people who are not my skin color come to my aid, and I've had my own skin color not. I'm not knocking down my race because I've also had my own skin color come to my aid, and I've had people who are not my skin color not. We're talking the difference between good and evil. That they ain't got nothing to do with no skin color. So racism is a system, which means until you understand what you're fighting against, you can be fighting it forever trying to fight people. Hmm. You'll be fighting forever trying to fight people. People 
will do you good today and the same person will stab you in the back tomorrow. That's good and evil. That has nothing to do with race. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does that make sense? Makes sense. And so what we have to do as a, a collective, as a, a, a community, is do our part. God will send whatever allies. Learn to love everybody. I don't have a problem with racist people. You know why I don't? Because I know who they are. I don't have no problem. If a person, person tells me they don't like me, I'm happy. You know why? Because I know who you are and I know how to deal with you. I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with a person who's racist, but yet they smile in my face and everything good. And I don't know that they're racist. And it takes an act of God to, to discern that. You understand what I'm saying? I would rather know who you are. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm pro my people. You pro your people. The only difference is I can't do nothing to affect your people. So just don't do nothing to affect mine. That's all. And as long as you do that, we're, we're good. But everybody else, man, ain't got time to be worried about no skin color. Who is and who ain't. Y'all, listen, you won't stand before God. I'll say it again. You will not stand before God and be able to talk about some particular race that did something to you. you I won't stand be able with to. you. Hmm? I stand with you. No, man. No. Some of, the, some of the biggest blessings in my life came from white people. That's God using a white person. The same way he uses a black one. Some of, my, some of my biggest burdens have come from black people. But I'm love my people just the same. That's individuals. That's good and evil. That's not race. Would you say the black community is thirsty for acceptance and inclusion from the white community? I can speak for my generation. We don't care. My business, we work with black people. I don't care about white opinion. But shouldn't we all be equal though? Is your Bible made of equal people? I don't, that's not okay for me to go somewhere and some white woman be treated better than me because I'm black.